This is PhotoBizX, episode number 383, and today, something totally different, a double-header interview with two photographers who are, I guess you could say, unrelated, <laughs> except they use the same photography business coach. We have Sam Goodwin from Sam Goodwin Horse Portraits and Michelle Fay of Michelle Fay Photography, based in New Zealand, who photographs newborns as our guest today, and the focus is on pricing, setting up an effective price list for maximum profits, mindset, and creating a much more successful business. Both those interviews are coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. So to give you a bit of background on how and why this episode has come about, I recently recorded some live training for PhotoBizX members with photography business and mindset coach Joel Dunn. That recording went on to become the Photography Pricing Masterclass. What I wanted to do before recording that live training with Joel was to actually speak to a couple of photographers that he'd been working with to find out just how successful his training was going to be for PhotoBizX members. I wanted to get a bit of a background, I guess, on what he's teaching, if it's really working in the real world, how effective it is, what's involved. So I since learned that Sam Goodwin of Sam Goodwin Horse Portraits and Michelle Fay of Michelle Fay Photography in New Zealand, who is a newborn photographer, both use Joel to work on their photography businesses and focused on both their mindset and their price list and sales strategies. So I teed up separate interviews with both ladies, both photographers, and both these recordings are now part of and inside the Photography Pricing Masterclass course. And because both these interviews, I'm sure, will be so helpful to you in your photography business, so that's what I'm putting together for today's episode. The first interview coming up in just a minute is going to be with Sam. Sam is a horse photographer based in Australia. She already had a pretty good price list put together, but she just didn't feel 100% confident using it. So you're going to hear her story. Following that interview, I'll reintroduce Michelle so you know what's happening. And Michelle really started working with Joel just to get her price list sorted, get it reworked and basically to create a more profitable business so she could earn more or at least the same and work half as much. So you're going to hear from both ladies about what and how they've achieved what they have. And just before we jump into the first interview with Sam, if you didn't catch last week's episodes, yes, I said episodes, there were two recordings, two episodes released last week. The latest one was with Mia Stone. It was less business focused. There was still certainly some business content, but it really is a feel-good story about Mia giving back to her local businesses, using the skills, her photography and her web design skills to help those photographers really, sorry, to help those small businesses, not photographers, really struggling through COVID. She used her skills to move their business from offline to online and 
although she's not seeing any immediate financial returns from her generosity, and that's not why she started doing what she's doing, I am 100% certain that all that goodness that she has projected forward will be coming back to her at some stage. I'm, I'm just sure of it. So have a listen to Mia Stone if you haven't heard that interview. And earlier in the week, I released an interview with underwater photographer. Well, that's not really fair. She is an underwater photographer and videographer, but she also photographs weddings, families, people on boats, mainly tourists, holiday makers, and photographs a lot of commercial work. I'm talking about V. Brosig from a very, very small town in Western Australia by the name of Exmouth. Get back and have a listen to that one for some inspiration and some some proof that you really can run a successful business, create a wonderful lifestyle in a very, very small town by being good at what you do and by being consistent, staying in the game for the long haul, which is what V has done. And now she is the go-to photographer in Exmouth. She has a wonderful lifestyle. And you'll hear in that interview, we were worried it was going to be cut short because she was expecting a call to get out, get packed, get onto a boat to go and film a pod of orca whales coming in to feed on other young whales. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway, get back and have a listen to those interviews if you haven't had a chance to grab them or listen to them yet. I'm not going to ramble anymore. We're going to jump into what is a big episode today. And let me introduce Sam Goodwin of Sam Goodwin Horse Portraits to you now. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Hey, it's Andrew here from PhotoBizX. I have Sam Goodwin from Sam Goodwin Horse Portraits on the call. And the way this came about was Joel's going to be presenting a course on pricing for profit. And I asked him to share with me a couple of past clients of his that have actually implemented what he's going to be teaching so I could talk to them and see firsthand what they've been able to implement and what improvements they've been able to make. So he gave me Sam's email address. I emailed Sam and I said, look, can I talk to you about what you implemented after working with Joel? And her reply was, yes, Joel is a bloody legend and his coaching program has changed my life. She went on to say that my average was around the $600 mark so starting off at $5.45 for the small packages. And the prices that she's now running, she's a whisker off a $2,000 average for her portrait sessions, which is amazing. So, Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Andrew. It's really cool to be here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you reached out to Joel. I mean, that in itself, like what was going on in your business to actually reach out to Joel in the first place? Oh, I was just... I was stuck. I just was stuck completely in this sort of funk, I'd suppose. I had all of the tools at my disposal and I just didn't know how to how to put them into play or make it work. So after hearing Joel's podcast with you and him hearing him talk about mindset and I know how powerful mindset is, you know, that continually growing and working on yourself, that whole element really spoke to me in that podcast. I'm like, oh, I've got to hear what Joel has to say because it was just, yeah, it just blew me away. I think I was sitting on the train. I was listening to it on the train and yeah, I was just like, I was itching to, you know, get on the phone with him or reach out to him. And I was, yeah. So as soon as I did that, I just was like, and after we spoke in that first hour with that discovery call that he does with you, in, even just in that one hour, the things that he spoke to me about like blew my mind. I was just blown away and couldn't believe 
the mindset that I'd been carrying that felt normal to me. And I was just like, oh, that's just, it is what it is. And he's like, no. So it was really unreal. So what was the mindset issue? Like, did you not value your work? Did you feel that your clients didn't have enough money to spend what you wanted? Like, what was the issue if there was one? So mine was, I had serious money baggage (laughs) from my parents. My folks are really hard workers. You know, the real Aussie battler kind of people is what they are. So my entire childhood and life growing up with them, you know, they were scraping together money, you know, scraping to buy money for food. Like we wore hand-me-downs, we shopped at Vinnie's, that kind of stuff. Yet they still continued to, like they wanted to get better at their life. So they started up a few small businesses and they all failed spectacularly. Like, you know, so close, you know, they nearly sort of ended up bankrupt and so really bad and so by this stage, I was 16 and I'd had a part-time job outside of school. So I went the opposite way. I just squirreled my money away and, you know, I let it grow and just kept putting money in. Like I'd hoard it like a squirrel. <laughs> and I would then, you know, I'd see mama be like, oh, I've got no money. And I'm like, here, mama, here's a few hundred dollars or whatever. And so that was like my framework of money. And then my folks, you know, they just kept making really bad financial decisions and the thing that my mum kept telling me as I was growing up, she's like, I'll get a stable job, work for government, you know, you don't ever need to worry about money. So that was the framework I took into growing my small business, which is, you know, it's a risky kind of move anyway. So I just kept carrying that baggage and it just sort of snowballed there. And so I'd be doing really well. I get lots of shoots in and make some money and then I would tank. And I was explaining this to Joel in this discovery call and he's like, you're self-sabotaging. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you just keep because you, and when I explain my history, it's like you're self-sabotaging because you're going back to that mindset of it's all going to be taken away from me and it's going to fall over on me because of the framework I had from my folks, seeing them, you know, just struggle and their businesses fail. So that I think you've got to give them credit. They tried like six different small businesses and they all tanked. So I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So in your head, did you have a feeling then, maybe it was even subconsciously, that you thought your business was set up to fail? Yes. So, and I didn't even sort of marry that to even connect those dots at all. So I had at the time, like I've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old. My husband works away a month at a time and we're renovating and then I'm working three days in my HR job. So I kept saying, oh, it's just too hard. I've got too much to juggle. It's just, I can't, I can't do it. And Joel's like, that's your limiting belief. So, you know, we talked through that, like, fair enough, there's definitely challenges with all of those things, but not to just throw my hands in the air and just go, oh, I'm just not going to do it today, sort of thing. So I've learnt to rest rather than stop (laughs) (laughs) and just, yeah, take a breath and just keep chipping away, basically, is now my motto. And messy action, that's the other one. Nice. So how far along into your... Uh, I was going to say your relationship with Joel and working with him, did he, let's call it, attack your price list? Um, it was pretty early, I think, maybe within the first, because we talked about it. I had been using this price list originally in my first round of I had done coaching with another coach and I used this price list with great success and then that was part of the reason why, well, why isn't it working anymore? So when we got to that part of the course with Joel, he said, let's look at your prices. He said, what kind of average do you want to make? And at that point I said, I wanted to do $1,500 and I wanted to have one shoot a week. And then when Michael was away, 
I would maybe not do as many shoots. I'd maybe do only one shoot in a fortnight because I needed to organize care and all that sort of stuff for the kids so I could go and do what I needed to do. So it was probably in the, maybe the third or fourth week from memory. Okay. Yeah. So your prices, because you were averaging 600 so did you go back to an older price list or you were just giving people the cheaper options in the new price list? So I did my first lot of coaching I had ever done, endurance coaching, back in, must have been November 2017. I started that. The price list that came with that coaching, I just picked it up, went, okay, because I was brand new, new to everything. I'd never sold a thing in my life except for horse feed when I worked in a produce agency. And, you know, the price point for that's like 20 bucks. So, you know, it's just easy. And then I went out and I made like, oh God, I did like six or $7,000 in that first month using this price list. And then it just slowly whittled down to nothing. And then I bought the training in PhotobizX for Nick Peel's online. Oh, what do you call it? Masterclass, yep. Yeah, that one. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll just use that because I was like, oh, this, this is really hard. I don't know. You know, I'm, I just kept tanking. So I went, oh, okay, I'll use that. And then I would get maybe one sale in every five would be the top package or top price point of that, what do you call it, of those packages. So it was around that $1,100 mark. Yeah, it was like a three-tier package system. Yeah, the online thing, yeah. deliver images via the gallery, that sort of thing. But all of my sales would mostly come in at that that lower, that five images for 545 or whatever. Okay. So you were working off that one, then you started working with Joel, and so he asked you to bring out the old price list that you had. Well, he said to me, he's like, he gave me the formula to create my own price list. And I was like, and I kept thinking back to this one that I'd already had, that I had used briefly <laughs> with some success. And then, because I knew all of the work I'd been doing around my mindset, I'm like, well, bugger it. I'll just pull this bad boy out again. So I did that. And yeah, the first sale I did using after all of my mindset work I'd been doing was $1,300. Nice. So then you felt like you were back on track, but that was only one shoot. So then what happened like after that? Yep. So after I nearly died inside that someone paid me $1,200, um, <laughs> and just like internal squealing, Joel's like, good job. Just keep going. Just keep doing what you're doing. I, I just looked at it now. I was like, well, all of the tools that Joel gave me through the mindset stuff, it was like the foundation was set. It was like, just go forth and be you and you know, run with the price list. It is what it is. And I felt like a different person. So with this new price list and my comfort level and my confidence was, you know, 90%. And then my next sale was 1850. Wow. So even better again. Yeah. And then the next sale, I've got it all written like since the start of the year, since January. Where are they? Hang on. Ah, oh, the next sale was 3300. <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah 3200 and then the next one after that was 2400 or 2495 and then the next one was 740 so yeah that's my lowest package price is 740 and that's for just for five prints right okay in the mat yeah so still better than your previous lowest ones anyway definitely definitely yeah. So with the price list that you showed Joel, mm -hmm. did he make any adjustments to that one or he said that was good enough? No. It's I, going to work as it is? Yeah, I didn't show him. I was just like, well, I'm just going to use this. I just kind of told him what I was doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing this. And he's like, right, you go. And yeah, so I just was like, I just went out and did it. I just was like, okay, I can do this. The baggage that I had been carting around just kind of fell away. 
So in your eyes, if you're talking to a photographer mm-hmm. who was where you were at, do you think it's more about their mindset or having a price list that can get you the figures that you're after? Both. Both for sure. Yeah, for me. That was for me, yeah. Right, so one complements the other. I think so because if you're comfortable and happy, personally I would spend my window for spending on photography myself and my family is around that $2,000 mark. So, for example, I had a sale the other week for $4,700 and I nearly kind of did the internal dying and squealing inside sort of thing. So, <laughs> That's amazing. That's so good. Yeah, and then I followed that up with another $2,500 sale that evening. Look, I still feel in shock about that whole day. I made $7,000 in one day. And I think I couldn't have done that without having done the work on myself. As it was with that $4,700 sale, I threw in a few freebies just to try and help me process that one. (laughs) (laughs) So what would Joel, do you think, say about you giving away the freebies to the $4,700 sale? He said, what other people spend isn't any of your concern, really. I'm like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Just between you and me, I would be the same as you. I'd be throwing in some extras as well. <laughs> yeah, well, they they looked at me and because I was sort of adding it up as they were going and I'm like, okay, well, you guys are at, you know, three and a half or whatever. And, and they're like, oh, okay. And then they wanted another five images and they had three up. I was using Lightroom and I had three images up. You know how you compare the three? And they looked at me and they said, because they had four and they needed one more for this five print package. And they said, Sam, which one do you think? of these three and they were both three very different kind of images and I'm like you know what I'm just going to give you the three it's okay (laughs) so it's all good don't worry about it so I can't choose so fair enough and what is it about your price because it sounds like the way the price is that you have now is set up there is room for the client to spend you know four thousand five thousand dollars they're not just locked into spending you know eleven hundred dollars max yeah, that's right. So a single print is $185. And that also, even when I'm speaking with people, that gives me a level of comfort too, is it? And I'm okay with someone if they only want to buy two prints. Like I'm okay with that because it feels like it's affordable for everyone, no matter you know their budget. And that's kind of in that one minute intro that I give to people when they inquire with me. I say, look, you know, prices start at $185 and go up to $2,500 with every price point in between. So you can choose whatever suits you and your budget. It's up to you. There's no obligation to purchase more than you want to or whatever floats your boat, really. And that's pretty much in a nutshell what I say to them. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And then once they've had the shoot, I hand them a DL flyer that's got a bit more detail around prices. You know, like a collection start at 700 or, you know, like a wall collection starts at 1295 or, you know, like the three different kind of price points. Then they, they've got that. And then two weeks later, I come back to their home and I show them their images through a slideshow via their TV. And that's when I go through that detailed price list that I have, my fine art magazine. And it's got it all laid out, every single wall collection and how much each of those costs right down to a single print or the portrait box or whatever. I love it. I love it. So you, you do have pricing on your website as well. Yeah, just the guidelines, you know, like eighty from 185 bucks up to $2,500. Yeah, and you are showing like wall collections in situ, like on the wall. And yeah, so you've got some guidelines there as far as pricing goes. Yeah, just to give people an idea. So, you know, if I'm not even in their budget, that kind of will cancel them out to start sort of thing as opposed to, you know, going through the motions for, you know, if they want $500 for every single photo I take. So, yeah. Nice. 
Okay, so just talk me and the listener through that little part at the end, the sales part. So you've done the photo session and do you do that on your property with the horses? No, I go to them and then they also have the option if they want to, they can float their horse to uh, put them in the truck or the horse float and take them to a location such as the beach, which is where I was yesterday for a photo shoot for a couple of horses. And then about two weeks later, I'll go back to them. But generally I'm at people's properties. Right, okay. So you do the photo session mm-hmm. wherever that takes place. You come back to your place, your studio. How many images roughly would you come back with for most sessions? So normally, depending on if I'm at the beach, I'll shoot on a low burst mode if they're riding so that I get the right composition or the right confirmation, I suppose, or frame of each of the horse as they're moving. Because horse people are super fussy with the way their horses yes. look. <laughs> If you don't want them to look like a donkey, don't. It's <laughs> a few key rules. So I'll shoot on burst, but then when they're on the ground, just doing that more lifestyle kind of stuff with their horse, you're the more posed sort of thing. I just go back to single shot. And then if I have more than 150 photos from a photo shoot, I kind of die inside because I've got to cull that. I thought you'd say a 1,000. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Even shooting on low burst mode, so you're still coming away with a couple of hundred. Yeah, well, around that 400 mark for the low burst mode, so that's what I've got from yesterday. But, yeah, if it's just generally if they're not doing a riding portion, then it's around that 140 mark. So, yeah, any more than that and I want to throw myself off the bridge. (laughs) Don't photograph weddings, Sam, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in no rush to cull 800 photos, so. And don't listen to the interview with Two Man Studios. I think they were shooting fifteen <laughs> or 20,000 images at a wedding. Oh, God. I hate editing, to be honest. Like, I don't enjoy a single minute of it. So, yeah, that first cull is like, yeah, it's not enjoyable. So how many images do your clients see when you go back to their home? Maximum 40. Wow. Okay, so you cut it right down. You're pretty ruthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I really try to make sure I've got all the different kind of compositions and posing, like making sure that's 40 very unique images as much as possible so that it's hard for them to cull out or say no to. And then so when you get to their house, you said you're sitting up on their TV, you're using your laptop, I guess a HDMI cable. Yep. Is this with a slideshow with music or is it just images? With music as well. So I just create that in, uh, what do you call it? Um, iMovie. Yeah, iMovie. Okay iMovie. So you run through the slideshow with music and then is it into Lightroom or into ProSelect? I do Lightroom. So I had ProSelect and just didn't blow my hair back at all. I just didn't like it. So So you went back to Lightroom, which you know and enjoy. Yeah. And what are you asking your clients to do then? Ask them to pick their favorites or get rid of the ones they don't like? So I say yes, no, maybe. And we star it. Yes, one star for yes, no for two, maybe for three. And I say to them, If you give it a no, if you say no, that's your first instinct is no, you're not really going to move off no. So trust your gut. And I said, well, look at the maybe pile. And it's like when they hear that, they go, oh, you can see them visibly relax. It's quite, I don't know what the psychology is there. But anyway, they're like, oh, okay, cool. That's really good. And then we end up on average with about 15 images in the yes pile and then about six to 10 in the maybe pile. Right. Okay. And then is that the time then your price list comes out? Yes. And that's when I say, okay, cool. So this is what you've got in your yes pile. Now, it depends what you want to do with those images. Did you want to put something on the wall or you want something for the coffee table? And I'll have to give credit to Kate 
from Avedon for that little line <laughs> who you've interviewed on the podcast before. Yeah. You know, wall or the coffee table, choose your own adventure kind of thing. And I'll always create some kind of wall art, what do you call it, mock layout of their images too using Fundy. So I throw them up as well for them to, so they go, oh, okay, cool. Do they see that straight after the slideshow? No, I show that to them and I go, well, I've created a mock-up for you already just to give you an idea because sometimes they'll tell me if they want something for the wall or if they, but not always. So I just create something for the wall because that's what I love. I love stuff on the wall. Yeah. So you'll mock that up in Fundy and you also mock up an album in Fundy as well, do you? No, I don't do the album in Fundy, just the wall stuff because that's, I know, I just love the wall, stuff for the wall and so I go to my faves. Okay, great. And when you're showing them the price list, Sam, is that a printed PDF or is it on your laptop? It's on my laptop. I have thought about having it printed because it's like an A4 magazine layout, but I just haven't done it yet. And it doesn't seem to be causing any, you know, blockages or anything like that because people are like, we go through and they go, oh, can you go back to this page or right. can you, you show me that again? So, yeah. And so you're doing this now. Are you talking to them using the laptop as the primary sort of interface, not the TV anymore? No, I send it all through the TV still. So I sit, usually I must get a longer HDMI cable because I'm basically chained to the <laughs> to the TV, like squatting underneath it. So yeah, I just do it all through there and then they can see it on the, you know, their big TV. Right. So they're on the lounge, you're on the floor mm-hmm. and you're scrolling. Through. Okay. And then are you starting with the largest collection or are you just showing the collections that you've designed? How do you work that part? So the start of the, I just go straight to the magazine. I say, so this has got all of the prices and the sizes. So I start with the most expensive wall collections first. So that's that 2495 mark. And there's about four different wall collections that are at 2495. And then there's a smaller size version of the same collection that's 1850. So I start at the big ones and then I work my way down and we go to the magazine or through the magazine that way to the smallest price point. Got it. Okay. So for the listener, you're talking about what you call the draft horse collection. Oh, yes. So I've got it here in front of me. This is a collection of one, looks like two, three, four, five, six, say seven canvases or seven images. Are they canvases? Either or. I give them the choice between canvas, timber or framed. And same price. Doesn't matter. They get to choose. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Okay. And then you'll have different combinations. So you're looking at wall art collections. So it's multiple images that go together as one piece. Yeah, and I've sold that one, that draft horse collection, I call it. That's the one I sell the most of. Is that right? Yeah. So is that the only one you're showing using Fundy? No, I show that one. I show about three at the 2495 mark. And then I'll say, and you could get this collection comes in a smaller size, depending on the size of the wall they got going on, for 1850. And then, yeah, and that's about all I'll show that I'll create. Yeah, right. And so then at that stage, then, do the clients sort of feel like they're picking between those two? Yeah, because some are really clear, like, oh, the other week I had a family, they wanted, they went, oh, no, we don't have the space. And I'm like, okay, all right, so what are you thinking? And they're like, can you just go back through each of the pages of the magazine? And I'm like, yep. Like, oh, we like this one here. Let's, how big is that? And I pull out the tape measure and I go, this is what it's going to look like. You could put this one to look really well there on this wall behind you or whatever. And that one might be too big for here. So maybe this is a better fit. Right. Okay, so you're not pushing something that you want to sell. You're trying to find the right solution for the client. Yeah, because, you know, I don't like it done to me. So you find what works for me without being, you know, 
a wartsuit, yep. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to swear. So let's say you're at my house and we've done a photo session and I love the draft horse collection. I've picked the one that I like. I'm guessing the next thing is I pick the images for that. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? Like what's the transition to keep selling? Oh, yeah. So then I'll actually create that. I'll go into Fundy and I'll put, okay, so then we choose the images that you love the most and then we'll go there. And then they'll go, oh, okay, cool. And then they might want something. They might want just want five prints, which is a family wanted the other day, to send to their family down south. So we picked out their five out of the yes pile. They had about 12 photos. So they picked out another five and that was for a print package, you know, the five print package. And that's, yeah. Right, okay. So it's all pretty organic the way it sort of moves through. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, whatever floats your boat the most. You want something that goes on the wall? <laughs> or you want something that's just you can hang on one frame over there? Easy done. You tell me what you like the most out of your yes pile. And then what I have been saying to people too is if you spend over $1,500, you'll get a social media sharing set of every single photo I've taken. So in this, you know, like the 30 to 40 images, you'll get all of them. Right. And so what are they? Are they like a 2,000 pixel wide watermarked or...? No, I don't watermark them. I just, yeah, I'm just like, here you go. Here's the social media set. Mm. Away they go. (laughs) Are they around 2,000 pixels wide or are they smaller? They're about, I don't know. I think they're in that 800 kilobytes. Is that the right word? Oh, so pretty small. Yeah, they're pretty small just for, you know, sharing on social media. Yep. Okay, and so that everyone would love that, I imagine, as soon as you say that. Yeah. I have said to people, I said, when you spend over $1,500, you'll get, um, every and I've had, oh gosh, probably three out of five people go, oh well, definitely. So and then they definitely spend over fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, to get all the images. Do many people or many of your clients take the album option? I've only had one do an album since January. Right. Okay. And it's August now, so most people are getting wall art. Yeah, mostly, and I think that's because I like it. I mean, I've got it all around my house. Like, yeah. <laughs> nice. And what's the answer when someone says? Sam, we just really want all the photos of digital files. Okay. Well, yep. You just got to, if you want to buy anything, you'll get all of the social media sharing set when you spend over $1,500. So. Okay. So you're going to include the wall art and they can have the digital files if they spend over 1500 Yeah, pretty much. I haven't even been asked that question yet. Oh, really? Okay. No, no. And of course, people are notoriously tight-assed, so... <laughs> Oops, I saw, sorry. I don't know why, though, because they spend a fortune on their horses and events and competition, everything else. Yeah, I had one the other day. She was tough. And she ended up just, you know, doing the 740 image package. And I was like, shit, that's all right. I won't complain. So, you know. Um. <laughs> and she's got a $10,000 horse. Yeah, about that. Probably a bit more, but, wow. you know, it's just each, whatever floats their boat and makes them happy, I'm easy. Fair enough. And do many of your clients ask about all the images that you've deleted? None have asked me. Never? Yeah, none. Yet. Wow. Okay. So what would you say, hey, Sam, can I get a look at the images that you deleted? One of the things that I do in a session is, and I was probably not everyone's style or cup of tea, but I know when I've got a good shot in camera and I will show them. I'll show them the back of the camera and they're like, oh, yeah, look at that. So throughout the session I might do three or four times I might go, oh, check this out. And they're like, oh, that's amazing. So that's my version of a sneak peek. So <laughs> so whatever's deleted is deleted. They don't exist anymore as far as the client's concerned. doesn't even come up. Yeah, right. Yeah. So where to from here for you? Like are you happy with where you are now? Do you want to make more money down the track? So I started out 
with Joel saying I wanted to have a $1,500 sales average because that was like, I was like, yes, that's what I want. And now I'm at, at August and now I want to go, I've now made it. I've got a sticky note on my cookbook right in front of me here that says $2,000 sales average. So that's my next. So that's new aim. Yeah. So for you to get to the next step, is it more about rejigging your price list? Is it more mindset or is the mindset all good now? It's just pricing. I think my mindset's in a pretty good place. It's always going to need, you know, it's like it's kind of maintenance is the way I look at it now. And I'm actually debating whether I increase that price point of that draft horse collection up to maybe that 2895 mark maybe because I keep selling it at that 2495 and it's, you know, so I'm thinking maybe that's something I could do there. So when you think about doing that, so do you call Joel and say, hey, Joel, what do you think about this? Or do you just, do you try it out? I'll just give it a go, test and measure, I suppose. So you know what works now. Yeah, I feel very comfortable with it and, like at this shoot yesterday, it was an unexpected. I had another family attached to the girl that had the shoot booked in with her horse. She had brought another family along that had sold her old horse to, who she was very attached to, this old horse still. And it was a miscommunication. And she said, oh, the other family are bringing Winston. I'm like, okay, cool. That's no worries. So you want photos of with you and Winston and your new horse? And she's like, yes. Okay, great. So anyway, this other family rocks up. And there's the daughter, the daughter riding the old horse, Winston. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was just you and Winston and your new horse and they were just being the taxi basically. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and it's lucky I'm at this point, you know, I'm comfortable with my pricing and all of that sort of stuff. And the mum was there and I said to her, I said, look, I'm sorry, I kind of wasn't prepared for you. Otherwise I would have given her, you know, all of my, the spiel, everything, you know, the contract, the lot. So, and I just said to her, so this is where prices start, $185 and go up to two and a half. Went through my spiel. She's like, okay, yep, no worries. And I said, there's no obligation to purchase. I only buy what you love. And I explained everything, how it works. And she's like, oh, well, you might just end up with two sales sessions out of this unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> so you did? You did two shoots? I did two shoots. in an, Yeah. And then we sort of, you know, merged it. So it sounded like they're very close. And I didn't quite get this. And the she's probably in her 20s. So this girl that had won the shoot, she'd won a, a gift voucher. And because we'd done the consult, you know, on the phone and all that sort of stuff and her mum rocked up halfway through the photo shoot and we were chatting about it and she's like, oh, Amy's terrible at communication. I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> no worries. That's all right. doesn't matter. So, yeah. So it all worked out. Yeah. So will you go to both their houses then for separate sales sessions? I will now, yeah, because it doesn't make sense to – because they're two completely separate families. Nice. Okay, a couple of quick things to finish off. When do you organize to go back to the client's home? Is that when you're setting up the shoot or is it at the shoot? So the day after or the evening, if I'm really organized, I'll go through and I send them a referral gift voucher. That's the program that I bought from Cara Marie, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, you know, book her friends, that program. So I send them that with a gift voucher that they, if they have anyone else book in, they'll get a little bit extra off their artwork order. Is that working? Yeah, so far. Awesome. Yeah, it's really pulling people in. And then I send them an acuity in that same email with the referral gift voucher. I send them a link to a, an acuity calendar to go in and book their cinematic reveal two weeks later, roughly. And that's how they do it. It's all automated. Oh, so they book it all automated. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Unreal. 
Okay, and let me just take you back then to the mindset thing because that sounds like that's integral to your success. Definitely. How does Joel fix, <laughs> fix for want of a better <laughs> term, fix your mindset? Like is it just is it conversations? Does he get you to do exercises? How does he change the way you think about money? So it's all of the, it's, oh, what do we do? So it's like the limiting beliefs that I have around things. Um, oh, gosh, so much has happened since I did his training. He's going to be bummed if I stuff this up. Um, <laughs> Even just generally, because I'm curious, like, are you doing quizzes and puzzles and reading or is it just him talking to you and asking you questions and you answering them? So every week, so each week there's the theme of, you know, what we're going to learn on, you know, work through this week and there's a workbook that you go through and then there's the daily, like, you know, the three things that I'm grateful for, you know, going through that. The morning routine is really, really powerful too that he has, that he teaches you. So all of that stuff, you know, being grateful and, oh, yeah, it's just, it's like the whole thing for me, my mindset was just, you know, I just kept self-sabotaging and I didn't even know I was doing that. Like it just was, I was just in a rut, you know, in my lane, head down, bum up, going nowhere. Yeah. Do you feel differently about money yourself now? Um, I think not so much because I've always been, been a bit of a saver, I think. It was more around my confidence, I think, and just giving me the tools to go, yes, you've got all of these challenges in your life, but if you go through and you go, okay, no worries, and that's the thing that I loved about Joel's, his approach to everything is like, okay, no worries, just, you know, just get on with it, which suits my personality as well. So I'm very much a, yeah, no worries, it'll be right. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love your approach. I haven't really talked about your photography, but your photography is beautiful too. Like, it's no wonder you're Thank you. getting the kind of money you are if you have the relationships that you do with your clients. Your work's amazing. Sam, thanks so much for coming on and sharing that. I know the listener's going to find it super helpful <laughs> and it's going to complement the training that Joel's putting together as well beautifully. I hope so. Yeah, well, yeah, it's good stuff. And the pricing is really, you know, if you work out what you want to get to, and I wanted $1,500 average and I was managed to do it within gosh, less than six months. So so good. Where's the best place for the listener to check out more of your work? So I'm not great on Instagrams, but um, Facebook is Sam Goodwin Horse Portraits. Okay. And your website as well is samgoodwinhorseportraits.com. That's right. Cool. I'll add links to those in the show notes. Sam, you're awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Alrighty, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sam Goodwin. Sam, if you're listening, again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything you did. You really are an inspiration. I absolutely love the work that you do, and I always love your bubbly, happy personality. It's so good to talk to you and, and to have you on the show. So again, Sam, thank you so much. For you, the listener, I hope you did get a ton from what Sam had to share. We are going to jump into the second interview for today's episode with Michelle Fay in just a second. Uh, Look, I didn't mention earlier, but if you do want to learn more about the Photography Pricing Masterclass, you can head over to photobizx.com forward slash pricing. You can get full access to the course, the training with Joel Dunn. You'll get invited to join the members group for those course participants of which there are a heap of photographers in there already. The cost of the Photography Pricing Masterclass is $97. That is for free and premium members. But if you are a premium member, you'll also have included in that $97 price a one-on-one call with Joel to go over your specific pricing. And he's going to help you fine-tune that so you can implement exactly what you learn in the course. 
Now, if you are a free listener to the podcast, you can also have access to those one-on-one calls with Joel, but they will cost you an additional 40 US dollars. So you'll still get the full course content. You'll get access to the Facebook group for course participants, but you will need to pay a little bit extra to have that one-on-one call with Joel if you need it. All the details are at photobizx.com forward slash pricing. Okay, let's get into the second half of today's episode with Michelle Fay. Here's that recording now. I've got Michelle Fay from Michelle Fay Photography, who is a New Zealand-based newborn photographer, baby and newborn photographer on the line. She has implemented Joel's pricing formula, and from what I'm told, she was capping her price or capping her price list or herself at $1,200, and now she's generating $2,500 or more frequently. And Joel tells me, I'm yet to confirm this with Michelle, that she's going to be reviewing that as well and has potential to make so much more. So Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to, to this uh, audio recording. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. How, how long have you been working with Joel? Um, I started oh, not that long ago, really, about October. So three months? Yeah, about that. When you first started consulting with Joel, you know, what was the first thing? Like, was it your price list? Was it your mark? What, what did he look at? What did he want to go in and assess and, and change? Um, a lot of it was my mindset. I knew what I needed to do, but A, didn't really know how to do it and then had very much limiting beliefs that anyone could or would pay anything too much for my work. Well, I've, I've had a look at your website. Your work is gorgeous. So what, I mean, what made you sec, second guess yourself? Because I imagine that your, your photography hasn't changed much in the last three months, but your pricing and your profit has. Yeah, the photography hasn't changed too much in the last three or four months, but definitely the pricing has over doubled and, Everyone, I've found everyone has the mindset that they need all the digitals. And to be able to get all the digitals from me now, you have to spend over $2,500. So everyone, I think by two clients out of the last 10, have spent over $2,500. Okay. So you're saying that clients still do want all the digitals, but you've just structured your prices in a way that they have to spend more to get all the digitals. That's right, yeah. When do clients first learn about the fact they need to spend that much to get the digitals? Um, I do it before they book. I want them to understand. Before they book, they come and um, visit me in my studio and I we go through the process of how the shoot works. Um, they, so they get to meet me, they get to build confidence in me and get to know me and trust me and we go through all the pricing and how everything works then. So then they've got plenty of time to think about whether that fits fits in their budget and sometimes they'll say, oh, yeah, I'll just probably take the five and that's fine because I know as soon as they see the photos, they're not going to just take five. I want to dive into that a little bit deeper in just a second, but just to be clear, is is it only newborns that you're photographing? No, um, I've just done uh, maternity and I do do the odd family because obviously newborns grow up and people want, to stay with me because they like me. So I'll go with that. So <laughs> nice. I started doing more families and things like that as well. Okay. Is it the same price list for no matter what genre you're shooting? Yes. 
Okay, so that's easy. So someone comes in via an inquiry or a referral or a, a, some kind of promotion or marketing campaign that you're running. Does every single client come to you for a face-to-face meeting before the shoot? Yes. I talk to them on the phone first, but because I want them to see the quality of the products and touch the quality of the products, I, gi- I give them a rough guide of about how much they may spend, see how they go with that. And then before they book, I do want them to come in because I want them to see what I have to offer before they book in. Then there's no pressure on them, on their budget, and then they it's up to them whether they want that quality or whether they don't want that quality. Okay, so to some couples, some some women, some families, they come to you for that appointment and then not go ahead because it is too expensive? Out of the last 10 of how I've changed it now that have gone to book, um, come to see me, I've had one not book me. Right, okay. But they, they had, is that a, that was a she, let's call her a she. Yeah. Did she have an idea of the pricing from the phone call? She did, but I think she realised that she would want everything and that was outside her budget. Okay. So she came in thinking, I'm still going to want just the minimum order. She saw what you do and went, oh, okay, this is going to cost me more than what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, oh, let me discuss it with my partner. And she pretty much ghosted me from that point, which is fine because she's obviously not my client. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I mean, it would have been a waste of time for you to go through the whole photography session and then not have an order. Exactly. Which is why I want them to come in and really get to know and ask all the difficult questions, see the prices of everything that is there and on the wall and understand how much it is and then go from there. And if they don't want it, that's fine. What's your most popular product? Um, Keepsake boxes, seven by 10 portraits, a lot of them. Okay. So seven by 10 portraits in mats inside a box. In a box and acrylic with an acrylic face on it. So they can see them. Oh, it's a nice, okay, right. Perfect. All right. We'll talk a bit more about products in a second. But you you said there that when Joel first came into your business or you started working with Joel, it was your mindset. So like, what changed? Like, I, I know you said that your price list has changed. What has changed about your mindset? I don't have those limiting beliefs anymore. With the process that you go through is you go through all the, the, the steps in Joel's course And you look at each thing individually and then it shows you how to set goals, how to make sure you reach your goal. Well, reach your goals if you want to reach your goals, if you're prepared to work hard. And it just goes through the mindset and limiting beliefs and how to get rid of those limiting beliefs. And the morning routine is amazing. What's the morning routine? So for me, my morning routine is I get up, I get on the bike for about 40 or 50 minutes and then I come down and sit at my computer and I write down three things that I'm grateful for and three things that would make the day great and three things that I want to get done. And then I also meditate every day as well. So is this all part of Joel's training? Oh, cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Okay. It's amazing. If I, it's just changed how I think. And it always, I always get up. Well, I get up and I'm, I might be dragging my heels a bit to get to the bike. But after I've been on the bike for 10 minutes, I'm invigorated. I'm enthusiastic and I want to go to work and I sit down. And if I don't write that stuff down, I get lost in the day. 
and I get waylaid by Facebook, whatever it is else that's on, without, and it, I lose focus. I totally get that. And I totally can relate to you about the cycling part because I'm a mad keen cyclist. <laughs> so I, I know what you mean. <laughs> Mine's just in the corner of my lounge though. <laughs> still good. You're still cycling. Yeah. Um, so so when, when Joel suggested that you raise your prices, and we'll get into the actual price list structure in a second, what did you feel? Apprehensive, but I wanted to do that anyway, but I just didn't know how and I needed to be baby steps walk through it. What did you think clients would say when you raised your prices, almost doubled your prices? I was kind of scared but wanted to get rid of that limiting belief that if they want it, they'll happily pay for it because it is actually worth it. So did you go into this thinking, you know what, I if I double my prices, I can still shoot half as many portrait sessions and make the same amount of money or were you you still going into this expecting to shoot as many clients as you are now or you were and just make double um make double (laughs) i'll probably shoot the the thing is i'm just seem to be getting more and more clients and i'm not really doing that much marketing i can see you looking over your shoulder at your marketing calendar is that right yeah yeah i've got a whole marketing calendar up there and yes i do need to do some marketing very soon but um it's just still coming in i need a i need a break too so that's why i'm not pushing it too much i love it it sounds your business sounds amazing okay so you said that you talk to your clients before they come in for first of all for a pre-shoot consultation and also before the the shoot on your price list is there any indication of pricing sorry on your website any indication of pricing not at the moment. That's a work in my poor website as a work in progress, but we've got plans of how that we're going to change it to make it a whole bunch better than what it is now. But will you have pricing on there? The starting price. Starting price. Okay. I think I did see that on uh, when I had a look. But okay, so starting price is okay, but not the full price list. No, not the full prices. Like, so wall art will start from – so then people kind of get an idea, keepsake boxes start from – and photos of the keepsake boxes. Right. Okay. Can you touch on or share what your old price list looked like or what it, what it was as far as pricing products, you know, what people paid for? <laughs> I feel really, yeah, sure I can. So, <laughs> what were you going to say? You feel what? Uh, I feel really self-conscious that I can't believe that I actually did all that work and got paid peanuts for it, really. Okay. What was it? So for them to come in, the way I used to do it is they had to book for, they booked the shoot and paid $650 because that was the lowest amount that I wanted to work for. Mm -hmm. And they got five, five by seven images from, of their choice from that shoot. Then when they came back from the viewing, they could upgrade to 15 for $300 or $600 for up to 20 or 22. Okay, so this is where the maximum someone could spend was $1,250. Yeah. That was it. That that was the limit. That was the limit. I was limiting myself and I kind of, I knew I had to change it, but I didn't know how. For your sessions, how long does the session take? What goes into a session for you? Um, A newborn session, so it would take, 
between two and a half or three to three and a half hours. Right, okay. And then you do your editing, I guess your culling, your post-processing and yeah. to get everything ready. So do you, were, you, were you showing finished edited? I was showing finished artwork. Right, okay. So you were editing up to how many images? 20 to 25 images every time. Okay. So that's that part of your process hasn't changed, has it? Oh, yeah, that's changed too. Okay. So, okay. So what do you do now? So now I cull and I um, do color correction and then I show them. Okay. So isn't that what you were doing before? No, because I do a little bit more to make them artwork. Now? Um, when I retouch them. But before I would – now it takes me 40 minutes, if that, to get it ready for a client to see whereas before it wouldn't take me a whole day to edit. Oh, to- okay, so you do a very basic retouch now. Yeah, don't it? Yeah. Well, sorry, you probably do a basic color correction, not a retouch. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I might get a, no, I don't even get scratches off anymore. Mm. And what are you using, what product or, or, or software are you using to sell? Uh, Fundy. Okay, perfect. Not very well yet either. Sorry? Not very well yet. <laughs> Why, are you mean using Fundy or getting the sales? Oh, no, just using Fundy. I'm sure I could use it so much better, but I'm still learning. Okay, great. All right, so talk to me about your price list now. How much does it cost? How has it changed? So for a maternity or any other shoot and a simple newborn shoot, it's $150. For the ultimate newborn shoot, which most most of them want to book, is 250 So that's what they have to pay to book in um, and get their, their session locked in. Okay, so just before we move on to the actual prices, when you, when you made that change from 650 to 150 or 250 how did you feel about that? I shaped myself. I thought, I'm not going to get anything. <laughs> You're going to be going backwards. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, yeah. But in saying that, I also made – First thing that they could possibly buy would take it to six fifty. Right. Okay. So, so that was how Joel was saying. Okay, let, let's alleviate your fear by making the minimum product, minimum spend. Yeah. Okay, he's going to take it up to six. So, so you still don't want to work for under six hundred and fifty per session. That's what you're telling me. No. No. That makes sense. Um, just, just to clarify as well, Michelle, were you doing pre-shoot consultations before this new price list? Nope. Okay. So this is that's a new thing. That's a complete new thing and it works a treat. Got it. Okay. All right. So I pay one fifty or two fifty, most likely two fifty. I I've come in, I've seen your products. I love what I'm seeing. What other things are you going to show me about the prices? What what how does the price list work? So the price lists are on the wall. So with every product or album, the price list is right there. So they can see it. They can, at the moment, take a photograph of it so they can take it away and talk about it. And it's it's completely obvious. I'm not hiding. When, when I do my pop-ins, those clients that come into my studio can see what the prices are. Um, they see the artwork and they know what everything is. Yeah, I've still got a few more pieces of artwork to get, but it's, yeah, we're getting there. Okay. So you literally have a price list, a price a price tag, if you like, or a sticker or something next to each product in the studio. Yep, yep. So it's completely obvious and people can see it. It's completely – I don't want people to feel that I'm tricking them or 
it's a secret of how much anything it is. That's how much it is. If you want to buy it, that's awesome. If you don't, because you can't afford it or it's not in your budget, I'm not your photographer and I'm okay with it. Do you actually say, do you voice that, um, that view, that approach to your clients? Um, if it comes up that, oh, I think you're too expensive, they'll be like, that's okay. We, I, I have said it in emails. And it's like, look, we just can't afford it. And it's like, yep, you need to stick within your budget. Um, I'm really sorry. These are my prices. It's just you do need to stick within your budget. Um, good luck um, with your baby. I, I wish you well. And I, um, you know where to find me if you need me at any point. Nice. Okay, so you don't recommend any other cheaper photographers. You don't say good luck. <laughs> Hope your photos turn out okay. Nothing like nothing too snarky. Because you don't know what's around the corner. How do I know they're not? Someone doesn't gift them three thousand dollars for whatever reason, and they want to come back to me. So I need, and I believe in kindness. I like that. So how does someone go from spending $650 with a very base product, which I'm curious to know what is, what, what that is, how do they get from there up to your $2,500 average? They all want the digitals. So it's that simple. Okay, so talk, talk me through your prices. What, what, what do I get if I'm going to spend $650? So you're, if you want to spend the lowest thing that you can buy is a 11 by 14 framed print, at $578 or a canvas frame print. So it's framed mm-hmm. at $578. That's 11 by 14. So it's not very big. Does anyone get that? No. <laughs> okay. So what's the, what's the next step up from there? So if I, if I come in and buy that only, that's all I get. I don't get any digital. Do I get the digital for that 1114? You get the digital for that print at that size. Okay. Got it. So you can only print it out again smaller than that but no bigger got it okay so what's the next step up from there yes allegedly that's right <laughs> <laughs> i know it can be done but most people don't understand that okay and um, they can go up to a 12 by 18 right which costs 778 right or a 24 by 16 which is 978 right and i imagine you have an example of a small medium and large yes not so much the small, but the medium and large are up on the wall. Okay. So oh, is the small, do you just bring that out, do you? Um, the small is, yeah. It's a, I show them what a 7 by 10 is matted in an 11 by 14 frame. I just turn it over and say that's the size of the actual image. Right, okay. So on the list of things I still need to do. Oh, so you will actually show that once you have one? Yeah, I'll have one, yeah. It's just a matter of finding an image I really like and then I'll, because I've got to look at it every day. Yes, what I really like. Fair enough. All right, so I can see 978 is the biggest I can go for Waller. I'm still nowhere near 2,500. <laughs> no, <because, laughs> no, you're not. Um, so most people seem to be going, I've got, yeah, the last five people have wanted keepsake boxes. So they want the smaller image, but they want more that they can change around. So I had five in a portfolio set, which just, comes in a little box and that's seventeen seventy eight. Okay, so it's five seven by ten matted prints that go in this box with the with the acrylic cover. No, they just that just goes in the cardboard box. Just oh right, okay. Is 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 that how it comes from your from your supplier? Yeah, I just get a cardboard box. It's a nice cardboard box, but it's still just a cardboard box. It will keep them really well, but 
that's just a cable box. Okay, so where where are you getting these from? Is this from Celdex? Uh, global. Global image product, products. Cool. Nice. Okay, so that's that's seventeen seventy eight. Oh, sorry, sorry, that's the ten. Oh, okay, so I get ten seven by tens for seventeen seventy eight. Yeah. And then I also get the files that, that at that size for yes. those ten. Right. Okay. That's right. Right, and there's also a starter pack with five seven by tens, which cost yeah nine seventy eight. Okay, all right. So e- even if I take the the most popular option, which is the ten seven by tens in a keepsake box for seventeen seventy eight, they buy a frame. Okay, so they get that, and then so so what happens? Do the people actually come in and say, Michelle, I really want all the digitals, or do you make that an option? Do you, when do you let them know that that's an option? After they've seen the slideshow and go, well, what do you like? Do you like wall art or do you like lots of small stuff or do you like their albums? Then, it, then once I work out what they like and it's like, well, you can get the portfolio of 10 and if, maybe if you get a piece of wall art, it takes it over that $2,500 and then you get all the digitals. And it's like, oh, I get all the digitals. Right. Okay, so does this usually come up at the pre-shoot consultation or is this usually at the sales session? A bit of both. Because a lot of the time they want to know about the digitals. It's like, well, how do I get the digitals? It's like, well, you can have all. You, I, so I go through the process. If you buy this, if you buy a 24 by 16 canvas framed print, you get that image at that size digitally and then you can reprint it as much as you like but for some reason they want all of them okay so that's why then most clients will get the 10 7 by 10 keeps a box for 1778 then they'll add a piece of wall art which takes them over the two and a half thousand and they automatically get the digital files included yeah got it okay but it's happening every time so i need to move it Oh, so what, so what Joel's saying, and I guess we all know that if the clients are all spending that much, we can push the prices up a bit. Yeah. So if, if they all want the digitals that badly, how far can I push it so they don't always – because it's extra editing. So instead of – because it's up to 33 images that I show them or around that 30 images of, that I show them, it's like that's 30 images that I ha- now have to edit. Yes, rather than just the 10 that were in the keepsake box or the one piece of wall art. Got it. And so just, just so I'm clear, with your wall art, are they a single image inside a frame print or do you have multiple images inside a frame print? I am doing um, a 30 by 30 wall art storyboard. I just need to get it printed. Okay, so you're selling these things without even having them on show yet. The, I haven't sold a 30 by 30 wall art story yet, but as soon as I know, I know as soon as I get it on the wall, someone will buy it. Yes, okay. So it's so much easier to sell what you're showing. Yeah, if they, they don't buy what they can't see. Do you feel like, and I know this is a little bit off, off the price list topic, do you feel like people are buying the keepsake boxes because that's what you love? No, I like the wall art. Oh, really? That's, that's interesting. I like the big wall art. I, I, don't ha- I could only have a keepsake box or an album because – I have I live up on a hill and so most of my wall space are windows. So I don't have a lot of space to put big wall art. Right. So you for you personally you would take a keepsake box. I'd take a keepsake box just for the mere fact that I might take a medium size frame print. Yeah. Because I've got my boys 
is medium size on my wall because that's all I can fit. I can't fit a big one anywhere. Does anyone ever ask you why the prices end in 78? No. They just just take it as face value. They just don't say anything. I think they round <laughs> it down and I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I love, okay, so is this? have you reworked this process at all since you implemented it or you just did what Joel said and ran with it? I did what Joel said, but I was scared, so I brought the prices of the albums down <laughs> by you? about five or $600, but I may relook at that and just change it. Right. So he so Joel, it doesn't sound like Joel's super pushy. He still wants you to be comfortable, but he's pushing you at the same time. Yeah, he's pushing you, but he's helping you in baby steps along the way. Right. So he's now proved to you you can make two and a half thousand every single time. So now he can push you a bit further to maybe get to three and then three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So now I need to I'm happy with how everything is going. I'm actually looking at, people seem to really like that portfolio set, so I'm looking at bringing in a set of 20, which will take them over that two and a half mark. At least then they know they've got them all printed and they're the right colour. Yes, okay. And then they're going to get all the digitals. As well, I'm anyway. going to edit them anyway if they go over two and a half, so they might as well get what they want. Yes, exactly. Cool. But I'll just readjust all those prices. <laughs> right. And then, and then with so with all your products, it sound, is it right that they have either the choice of a frame print or a frame canvas? That's really the two products. Yeah. So there's no there's no metal prints. There's no acrylic prints. They're really hard to get in New Zealand. Okay. All right. So you, you do you sell what you can get and what's available? Yeah, and that's done locally. It's done forty minutes from my house. Oh, who with Global Image Products? No, no, that's what I package it in. But the printing and the framing is all done by a local person. So they are a local business. So they're 40 minutes from my house. We work together really well. He looks after me. I look after him. And it's supporting local. And I'm kind of big on that too. And you, you mentioned albums there. Do you sell many of them? Yeah, I just sold one today for 2778. 2778. So what sort of album is this? It's a 10 by 10 Queensbury album. Okay, again, local to you, nice, <laughs> Queensbury. And that's a 10 by 10, so is that like a matted album? No, it's 10 inches by 10 inches and it's got about 30 pages. Yeah, with, with mats or just uh, like a like a digital no, no, edge to edge? Printed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so super yeah. simple. Nice. And just one image to a page? Oh, no, sometimes it'll be I just send it, I just send everything to Queensbury and say, can you design this? Oh, really? And they do it for you? Yeah. So does the client have to approve that first or they just yeah. trust? Oh, they do. So that comes back to me digitally. I forward it to them. They look at it. They decide it. And then they make any changes they want. I am play the middleman and then get it done. It's not particularly difficult. I could possibly in time once I get better is get it done and fundy. So then I can show them what it would look like. But that's it's just a learning curve and trying to find time to do the tutorials <laughs> yes i totally understand learning new software is always a nightmare <laughs> i just wanted to double check with you so i'm looking at uh, joel's pricing formula and so he, he talks about a sweet spot doesn't he He has like an 80 percent sweet spot yep so is your is your sweet spot is that the two and a half thousand everyone's going for that so i need to move it but when you first started this new process your sweet spot was two and a half 
I didn't know what my sweet spot was going to be. Okay, so you went into this with with no real idea. No real idea. I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know. I really didn't think anyone was going to spend two and a half to get all the digitals. Right. And what was was Joel saying when you said that? I don't actually think I would have said that to him. (laughs) So you were thinking it but too afraid to voice it. Yeah, I was thinking, there's no way that they're going to spend, no one is going to buy an album. I've sold three. That's so good. Okay, I know I know the listener will be thinking about your previous clients or clients that have used you in the past or clients that have referred their friends. They would be freaking out knowing that your prices have gone up so much. Did you find that? No, I ha- I have a client who she's got she's about to have her third baby. Her first baby, I photographed for all the digitals for it would have been about $350 or something like that. And she's coming back now for the new price list. Then I did her second one and they would have been to a maximum of 1200 She wanted to come back again and I said to her, you need to come in and you need to see what we're doing now. So she came in and I showed her and we chatted and she's like, yeah, sweet, put me in. <laughs> it just shows you can't prejudge your clients, can you? No, you can't. And the thing is, it's like, this is why I'm doing it. It's like the, they're all printed on museum grade paper. It's acid free mat. It's got a UV glass in front of it. You can, that child is going to be able to pass it on to their children. And I do it. You don't have to do it. I do it for you. So I come from a service type of thing because everyone's busy and no one gets anything done. I have been married for 17 years. I still haven't done my wedding album. <laughs> I bet there are going to be a lot of couples like that. Exactly. And it's just like, I'll do it for you. You just have to let, you know. And most people these days are happy to pay for someone to get it done because, well, my well, the clients that I have are all, it's like, yeah, sweet. You do it. So then I don't have to do it and I can just get it done. Hang it on the wall when it's finished. Yep. Lovely. You know what I really love about this was, more than anything is the fact that your photography hasn't changed. You're working, you're doing the same style, the same sort of editing. Nothing's really changed apart from your price list and you're making double. I know. It it blows my mind. Seriously blows my mind. (laughs) What would you have said if 12 months ago or even six months ago or four months ago someone had said you can make double for doing exactly the same thing as you're doing right now? I would have gone, whatever. So what made you initially reach out to Joel? His mindset. What, did you see something about him on Facebook? Did you hear about him on a podcast? Yeah, on Facebook, and I kind of just stalked him a little bit, and he reached out to me, and that's what pushed it over the line. Right, so he reached out. What, you must have commented on a post or something, did you, and then he reached out? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I liked what he was putting in his lives. They resonated with me. He's done really well in the photography business, but his client, his his coaching business is like he's just really starting to work on that. So I didn't feel like a number. I felt like and his mindset of what he was saying really did resonate with me. What would you say to someone that was listening to this thinking about changing their price list or hiring Joel for some mindset coaching? Uh, just do it because when the whole thing with the coaching it was expensive to me, 
And it's like, how do I afford to pay for this? But after talking to Joel, how do I not afford to pay for this? And just with what it's done to my business and my mind and my positivity, you're crazy not to find the money. Where do you think, Michelle, your prices will be if we chatted in 12 months' time? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just going to see where this amazing ride takes me and what what else I can do to get people to print their photos. What if I was to suggest, or maybe even Joel was to suggest to you that in 12 months' time I can see your price prices being double what they are now how would that make you feel i'd be stoked I, not, so totally not scared anymore but stoked I'm scared anymore. i was like bring it let's go <laughs> let's do this i love it michelle you're amazing where where's the best place for the listener to check out more of your work and see what you do all those folks in kiwi land can go check out my website at um, www.michellefay.co.nz or find me on Facebook at the same and Instagram. Not that that moves that much because it's on one of those things that I need to do. Yeah. Cool. And that's that's not only for people in NZ. That's going to be for anyone around the world that's listening to this. They can go and check out your, your beautiful photography. And uh, I'm sh- it is. It's absolutely gorgeous. I love that photo on your homepage. Actually, I love, I love a few of them. <laughs> There's some cute little babies over there that you're photographing. If you... Go and have a look at my website right now um, and then in about two or three months' time, come back and have another look and it will be completely different. Nice. It'll be better, <laughs> way better. I love it. Look, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing what you have. It's been a, a real pleasure to chat to you. Yeah, nice, nice to chat to you and nice to meet you. Okay, that is it for the second interview for today's episode. Massive thanks to Michelle for coming on and sharing everything she did. If you are listening, Michelle, again, huge thanks for sharing what you did. I love the way you've built your business, the way you've restructured things and and the success that you're having. So I'm wishing you every success for the future. And again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything you did. For you, the listener, I hope you got a ton from both women, both photographers, and I hope there are a bunch of takeaways that you'll be able to implement into your business as a result of what you heard today. Now, if you want more information about the Photography Pricing Masterclass with Joel Dunn, head over to photobizx.com forward slash pricing. I said earlier, the cost of the course, the masterclass and access to the group is 97 US dollars. That is for free and premium members. The difference is premium members of PhotoBizX will also have included at no extra cost a one-on-one call with Joel to go over your specific price list to get that sorted, to get it working for you and to help you build a more profitable business. If you are listening to the free version of the podcast, you will have to pay an additional 40 US dollars for that one-on-one call with Joel. All the details are at photobizx.com forward slash pricing. Alrighty. Well, again, I'm not going to keep you any longer. I know this has been a bumper episode, lots to take in, lots to absorb there. If you have any follow-up questions for either Michelle or Sam, you can hit them up in the comments area of the show notes. And for this episode, you'll find them at photobizx.com forward slash 383. And I would encourage you to get over and have a look at the show notes because you'll see some examples of their beautiful work, both horse portraits and newborn and baby portraits. 
Plus, I'll have links to anything and everything to do with both photographers. I've got links to the pricing course in there as well. And you'll find the comments area at the very bottom if you have any follow-up questions from either Michelle or Sam. And of course, if you are a premium member, you'll have access to both women inside the members Facebook group. Alrighty, that is it for me for this what is a short week in Australia following a long weekend. I hope you are staying safe, healthy and well wherever you're listening from. I'll be back next week with another interview, one that I'm excited to bring you. Until then, have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 